This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. Corn, it's also down with profit taking ahead of the weekend. The September contract down 21 cents at 6.17 per bushel. Tighter than expected carryout stocks predicted by the USDA yesterday did remain supportive, but the better weather forecasts were enough to weigh on prices and trigger that profit-taking today. Ongoing heat and dryness in Brazil and ideas that the second corn crop there may be revised even lower in upcoming reports did help temper the losses. Wheat, it's down across the board with the biggest losses in Minneapolis spring wheat as the the Dakotas saw so much needed rain. Minneapolis down 21 cents in the September wheat contract at 7.60 per bushel. Kansas City down 13 cents in September at 6.35 per bushel. And Chicago wheat, it's down 10 cents in September at 6.79 and three quarters. That's a look at the ice futures and U.S. markets for Friday, June 11th. In Winnipeg for Markets Farm, I'm Phil Franz Warkenton. Spring is here, and so are the savings during New Holland's Spring Drive Sales Event. Going on now at Butler Farm Equipment in Fort St. John. It's a great time to get the New Holland equipment you need for a new season and work more productively than ever. Limited time, 0% financing, and cashback offers are available now on select New Holland tractors and hay and forage equipment. Stop by Butler Farm Equipment in Fort St. John today, because just like spring, Spring Drive Savings won't last long. The opinions expressed during this show do not represent those of this station. If you've missed any of this show, you can follow the podcast at energeticcity.ca. Now, an in-depth look at the news and information shaping our community. This is Moose Talks with your host, Doug Craig, on Moose FM. Welcome to another episode of the show. A little later on, we'll be chatting with Joe Lang and Kelly Clark from the Fort St. John Association for Community Living about accessibility issues here in the energetic city. But first, the Northeast has the lowest percentage of vaccinated adults in the province, but a new drive through clinic with open hours later in the day opened yesterday, and it might help drive that percentage up. Chat about the vaccination situation here in the Northeast. We're joined now by Northern Health's Northeast Chief Operating Officer, Angela D. Smith. Angela, welcome back to Moose Talks. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Well, why don't we start with the cases numbers that have been dropping significantly over the past few months, uh, especially since the vaccine uh, rollout has gotten into full gear. Um, they have dropped everywhere and here in the Northeast, but we are still lagging behind the province, as I said in the intro there, uh, with a percentage of people who've received at least their for- first dose. Uh, can you tell us in brief why that may be happening or why you know why that's happening? Yes, for, th- for sure. So there's um, a number of factors that um, are impacting this. One is, is that um, the Northeastern and Fort St. John um, started a little bit later in terms of um, because of the age-based um, approach, as our population is a lot younger than the rest of the province. And um, so for us to get down to where we significantly get the numbers um, that didn't happen until like 50 to um, 30 
as compared to other communities have a larger elderly population. Mm -hmm. um, also the vaccine um, supply initially um, and, um, and now it's more in terms of the immunizers. Um, and we have had really good support and interest um, throughout the Northeast in terms of um, getting the dose one and particularly the dose two. We have seen some um, really big gains last week in terms of um, increasing our numbers. Um, for instance, Tumblr Ridge went from 53 to 57% now. Fort St. John is sitting um, between uh, 46 and 49% covered, recognizing that was last week and we continue to deliver over 500 doses a day in Fort St. John. Um, and um, the numbers may be a little bit lower because of the, the rural um, uh, numbers that are associated with that, that then bring say the Fort St. John North Peace numbers down to about 35, 36. So, um, but as you had mentioned, the drive-through is another opportunity um, through getting additional immunizers with the support of the province that has allowed us to do some extended hours. And we had our first day yesterday, we had 84 um, individuals that went through the drive-through and um, it was a good success and it's continuing on for the next four days. Wonderful. I want to talk more about the drive-through uh, in just a moment, but first, um, and I don't know if you can speak to this, but the perception of uh, Northeast BC, certainly I think in other parts of British Columbia, is that there's a lot of hesitancy about vaccines here. Do you have really any notion of whether that's true? Or as you said, I mean, just because our population is younger, we have yet to really see if that's indeed the case. Yeah, um, we haven't seen um, some of um, rural communities um, have um, informed us um, when we've tried to reach out and um, looking at um, hosting uh, clinics out in the their areas that there is some vaccine hesitancy and so now we're looking at what is the strategy to inform them better about the safe um, vaccine and um, and the reasons why they do need to be vaccinated right now I think it is access and um, and it, it continues to grow and the interest continues to grow um, as the evidence continues to build as to the safety and the benefit and what we're seeing across the, the, the world in terms of reopening and how that's strongly linked to the vaccination rates. Right. I apologize for bouncing around here. I want to go back to supply for one more second. Um, you mentioned supply was sort of an issue. We've been hearing it from our politicians up here uh, up until recently. Uh, now it's not so much of an issue. Um, do you have notion as to why it was before and and why a place like the lower lower mainland didn't seem to have the same issue was it just i mean maybe you don't want to say this but kind of poor planning by the government in terms of doling out vaccines uh to the various regions um the, so this is a federal vaccine mm -hmm. campaign and so it is the federal government that is obtaining the vaccine on behalf of the provinces and then at the provincial level um, they are um, having the conversations in terms of the vaccine. Um, BC has a provincial plan. Um, they kept very close ties on it. Um, and it, it was just based on how much vaccine um, the federal government was able to obtain. And, um, and then our plans followed suit. And we planned for more doses 
And fortunately, most of the time we were able to fill those orders and continue with the, the clinics that we had scheduled at the same level that we were scheduling them with. So, Okay. I want to go back to the drive-through clinic now. Um, you had mentioned, I think, 84 people uh, took advantage of it yesterday. Um, was that about what your expectation was in terms of attendance at the clinic? Were you expecting more or less? Um, we were initially shooting for around 70. So okay. we were very pleased to see that we did um, get more. And we're expecting that now that the word is got out, um, that there will be even more coming through the clinic and it being a Friday um, as well, um, and then particularly tomorrow on Saturday, um, the clinic is from 9 to 5. We're anticipating to have quite a few go through on that day as well. So I think as the word gets out, um, and um, subsequently um, we are looking to extend or change the hours of the mass uh, clinic that's held in the old Mark's Warehouse in the Tota Mall. And um, we're just in the planning stages to look to shift it to like an uh, 11 till 7 um, and um, and target that later population for workers and out-of-town workers based on what we've heard from our municipal leaders as well as the community. Okay. The drive-through clinic, uh, when, I, when we first heard about it, we, we were honestly excited about it because I said, okay, well, this seems like a much faster, more convenient way uh, to do it, though I should say I've had my dose at the clinic, uh, and it you know it was wonderful. Everyone was very friendly, and I was in and out of maybe twenty five minutes, all told, including my fifteen minutes waiting after I got it. But is this drive through? Can people expect if they're going through there for their first dose that it's going to be faster than it would have been uh, going through the clinic, and uh, obviously more convenient because you don't have to leave your car. Um, I don't know if it'll be faster. It all depends on if they're Mm pre-registered or not. Um, And so we do have people walking around um, uh, through the car lane, making sure and supporting them to get registered online so that while they're waiting in the line, um, that'll reduce their time at the actual registration desk just to confirm who they are and uh, moving forward. So I think it, it, it sounds like it's taking a similar amount of time at this time. Okay. The drive-through in general, a uh, great idea, as I said. Also, the hours are, are different than the uh, clinic have been uh, noon till uh, eight today, nine to five tomorrow, back till noon till eight on uh, Monday and Tuesday. I have to ask, why weren't these the hours of the clinic originally? And, and, and the idea like the drive-through, wasn't that, why wasn't that done earlier in the process? Cause it just, it seems like such a great idea at making it easier for people to uh, get to a clinic and get vaccinated? Um, some of it was our weather conditions. So we, you know, having um, healthcare workers working outside. Um, and so, you know, um, even yesterday they had some rain. It was quite chilly outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and largely was um, in order to what was the maximum volume that we are able to get through. And so looking at the drive-through clinic, um, we can expand that, but they're, you know, they're around 84 right now versus the mass clinic um, is putting through 520 Uh people on a daily basis. Um, And so uh, the initial startup was um, just um, getting things going and um, 
trying to get as many appointments and as many people through. And then as we've gained confidence, it's now, okay, how do we look at other opportunities as our immunization immunizers are increasing because of the interest in helping to support to keep their community safe? Mm-hmm. Now, I don't have it right in front of me, but like the mass clinic, I believe, was kind of 9 a.m. till about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, I, I mean, I just have to ask why it wasn't available kind of after hours for nine to fivers to go after work originally. I mean, as you said, it was busy. And again, my experience being there, it was very busy. It's not like there was you know, lots of time for people to waste while they're in there. But I have to ask, why wasn't it made available, um, you know, at times like that, like after people, most people are done work originally? Um, yeah, so we have to also remember that a lot of the immunizers that are supporting these clinics are retired nurses mm-hmm. um, or um, other individuals. And so they've retired for a reason. And, um, and so it's based on the immunizer availability. And, um, and so back in August, August 12th, we started out with 240. And so as we were able to um, get them trained up, because this is a different vaccine in terms of its stability and all of those types of things. And as we um, slowly increased, we, we quickly accelerated to 520. Um, so um, at that time, there was lots of people who were able to come down and get their vaccinations Mm -hmm. um, between nine to four. And now we're seeing that that is becoming more challenging and um, trying to reach out to people who work extended hours or working out of town that are coming back after the four o'clock and, um, and the um, uh, mass clinic also takes walk-ins um, now and so lots of people are walking in and, and we're able to accommodate uh, the majority of those um, walk-ins so it's just trying out based on what we have for resources and the preference of the hours of people who are the, like we have over 60 volunteers now that are helping out at the clinics and so we're we're having to balance all of those factors Absolutely. And we're certainly grateful to those volunteers for uh, helping out. Uh, One last topic I want to touch on before you go, uh, Angela. Um, We've had a couple announcements in the past few months of new doctors coming to Fort St. John, which is wonderful news. Um, I I guess my kind of general question is, how is recruitment going for doctors and healthcare professionals here in Fort St. John right now? So thanks for the question. So for physicians, it's going well. We are actually getting two what we call as net new um, uh, physicians that will be working in family practice. So uh, they're over and above what we normally would have um, Mm -hmm. for family physicians. And so the benefit of that is that we will, um, a lot of individuals who haven't been able to get a family physician for the last um, number of years will be able to now um, get a family physician and have that kind of longitudinal care. Um, We are continuing to struggle in a number of areas, particularly nursing and particularly um, critical care nursing. Um, We, you know, we have some vacancies in our lab department and um, some of those other um, health um, care professionals. But um, for registered nurses in particular, but also uh, licensed practical nurses, we are hiring all of the local students that are graduating out of uh, Northern Lights College, either um, 
in Dawson Creek or Fort St. John. Um, and those are LPNs and carades. Um, but it is, it's a national, um, uh, issue in terms of registered nurses. And we're really feeling it here in Fort St. John and in the Northeast. And, um, but we have had quite a bit of success. April is our big recruitment time because mm-hmm. of all of the classes graduating and, um, we're, you know, we're up to, I think, 11 new hires, um, and we're continuing to hire um, any nurse who's interested in coming up here and, and welcoming them to the experience in the community of Fort St. John. All right, Angela. Well, we're going to have to leave it there for today, but I really appreciate you taking some time to chat with us about this. Thank you very much. Yep. Thanks for having me. And I just appreciate the community support um, at the clinics and the donations, um, you know, the coffee, the donuts, and uh, just the tremendous outpouring of the volunteers. So thanks, everyone. Well, on behalf of some of those people, you're very welcome. Angela, thank you very much for being on the show. That's Angela DeSmit uh, with uh, Northern Health. We'll be right back to talk about accessibility, accessibility issues in Fort St. John right after this on Moose Talks. During a business meeting, you need everyone on their game. Nobody is at their best on an empty stomach. That's where Mary Jane's Kitchen and Catering comes in with absolutely amazing food, all individually portioned for COVID protocols. Mary Jane's Kitchen and Catering would love to cook for your next business meeting, whether it's big or small, and keep everyone happy, full, and focused. Book with Mary Jane's today. For full menu, see Mary Jane's Kitchen and Catering in Fort St. John or on Facebook. Summer drink days are on. Yup, that sip, sip. <sighs> Enjoy a refreshing medium Coca-Cola for only a dollar all summer long at McDonald's McCafe. Summer, it's so good to see you. Taxes extra, prices exclude delivery. See restaurants at mcdonalds.ca for details. Encourage your child's love of music with Simply Music. As the largest music studio in the piece, Simply Music offers summer music lessons for guitar, piano, drums, ukulele, cello, and viola lessons. They also offer their kinder music programs for newborns up to eight years old, plus kinder music summer camp. Simply Music also has a great selection of Canadian acoustic and electric guitars, Merlin dulcimers, ukuleles and mandolins, accessories, books, and more. Simply Music opens six days a week on 100th Avenue in Fort St. John. Visit simplymusic.ca. The North Peace Leisure Pool has a variety of activities and programs happening throughout the year. This month, there's plenty happening at the pool for the whole family. Here's what's coming up. As we approach summer and fill our backyard pools, remember that backyard pools should be properly fenced and not climbable. This will help keep children and pets safe from accidentally falling in when the pool is not in use. For the full schedule of programs and activities at the North Peace Leisure Pool, visit the city's website at fortstjohn.ca. Summer is right around the corner, and that can only mean one thing. It's time to go wild. Camp Wildlings registration is now open for summer 2021. Let your kids' imaginations run wild through the Fish Creek Community Forest. Campers learn all that nature has to offer while building shelters, climbing trees, swimming, and exploring Fish Creek. Day camps for bigs and littles, 5 to 12 years old, 8.30 to 3 p.m., or half days for your little. Get all the details and online registration forms at neat.ca. Camp Wildlings. Adventure awaits. 
The amount of household items that can be recycled at FSJ Return It might surprise you. Chances are you have a lot of things around the house that can be recycled that you didn't even know was recyclable. FSJ Return It accepts beverage containers, household paint and chemicals, computer printers, gaming machines, cell phones, small appliances, power tools, and so much more. Please call ahead if you have a large order. For the full list of items, visit return-it.ca. FSJ Return It, open Monday through Saturday, 9.30 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. on 93rd Avenue. Watch this show live on Facebook or download the podcast at energeticcity.ca. Welcome back to Moose Talks. I'm Dub Craig. Now, it was Accessibility Week last week, and uh, we're a little bit late on it, but we wanted to make sure we had uh, a chat about accessibility issues here in Fort St. John. So to chat about it, we're joined now by Joe Lang, the Executive Director of the Fort St. John Association for Community Living. Good morning, Joe. Oh, I should turn your microphone on. I'm sorry. Good morning, Joe. <laughs> Good morning. There you go. And uh, we're also joined by Kelly Clark, who uh, also works with the Fort St. John Association for Community Living and worked for Moose FM for a time uh, pre-pandemic. Kelly, thanks for joining us on Moose Talks today. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Well, we're going to start with you, Joe. For people who don't know much about the association, can you tell us a bit about what, what the association does? Sure. So we support adults with developmental disabilities to achieve meaningful lives in our community. Um, We do that through uh, providing resources to individuals and families. Um, We have programming uh, in the areas of residential services, home sharing, community connections, and supported employment. So we we engage individuals uh, with disabilities and connect with the community and provide services. Wonderful. Do you know how many people you kind of, maybe client isn't the right word, but uh, how many people you're sort of helping at the moment who maybe engage and use your services? So those numbers fluctuate a little bit. They're between 60 and 70 individuals Mm -hmm. on a a regular basis that we we support. Okay. That's wonderful. Um, We're not to keep it brief, I'm afraid, but I mean, there's some major hurdles, I'm sure, uh, in town that persons with disabilities mm. face in living and working uh, in Fort St. John. In general, what what are sort of things you hear from uh, people that uh, uh, access your services the most that are, are some of these hurdles that they face in living and working here? Well, I, I hear from individuals that uh, transportation can be an issue, mm-hmm. um, particularly the timing of trans- transportation, the availability and I know that uh, the city has made some wonderful efforts to put things in place, but sometimes they don't actually match the needs of the individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, heights of buttons to, to cross intersections and things like that. Uh, more consultation with some of the people who use those um, areas would be wonderful. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Kelly, I mean, you, uh, you know, I see you out and about around Fort St. John all the time. As I mentioned already, uh, you did work here at Moose FM for a time. So I wonder if you could uh, kind of share, you know, your personal experience with getting out and about in Fort St. John. Uh, if people can't uh, tell or see in, we're on the radio, so they can't. Uh, Kelly, you use, a, I believe, an electric wheelchair to get around. So uh, can you tell us kind of in general how, how accessible Fort St. John is to you? I mean, uh, as far as accessibility, the city is 
fairly it's very uh stressful i feel um more traffic present makes it difficult mm-hmm. um during the day to get around and uh the curves on the sidewalks are uh not safe they're horrible <laughs> um, uh i've uh actually tipped my chair over a couple times goodness going going off the sidewalks mm-hmm. and on to the sidewalks well and again i mean i i sometimes see you uh uh you know getting around near uh, moose fm here i mean in lots of areas of this city there aren't even sidewalks for you to go on if you wanted to choose to so uh that would obviously be safer for you if you could get if there were sidewalks correct yeah yeah have you seen would you say uh, i think uh, joe has sort of uh, touched on this a bit but kelly have you seen improvement in 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 your time here uh, in recent years even to make things more accessible uh absolutely i i feel that uh some newer businesses have uh wheelchair access but um i personally have problems with having to push like buttons and use the automatic doors okay because like you can't reach or sometimes they don't even work Mm -hmm. so the door will be there but the button is you can't actually get to it in order to make the the door open for you yeah okay uh, and again, you touched on this already, I think. Uh, you know, what do you want to see more of in terms of increased accessibility around town? What would what would make your life easier in getting around and, and getting to work and going to the grocery store, going for entertainment? Uh, what what would help that? Um, here, hold on a second. Uh, uh, I would say... Uh, it would be great to see sidewalks for repair, mm-hmm. repair, sorry, um, and uh, cleaning of the streets on the sidewalks, not just the middle of the lanes for drivers, cars. Mm-hmm. Um, it would also be great to have doors to uh, businesses in Fort St. John uh, have scanners to uh, scanners to open help. Uh, sorry, I'm... Oh, that's okay. You're doing great, Kelly. I, I guess you mean instead of having to push a button to open the door, it's like a motion sensor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that would definitely make your life easier. Well, thank you very much for sharing that, Kelly. I really appreciate uh, your perspective on this. I want to go back to you, uh, Joe, for a second. Uh, in mm. terms of the association and sort of your functioning, and again, hearing from clients about what uh, their needs are, I mean, what do you think you need more of? Is it is it government and business supports, as sort of Kelly uh, touched on, businesses making more of an effort to be more accessible? Is it kindness from people for persons, uh, their neighbors who happen to be uh, living with disabilities? 
I think uh, kindness is a wonderful thing, and I think we all appreciate that. I think um, to have an inclusive community, it's about everyone's belonging and everyone having a voice. So I think people like Kelly can can talk about what their needs are maybe with council mm-hmm. and just say, hey, when, you, when you're doing these new developments, improving the city, um, here's what we think could could be of assistance. I think seeking input from people who actually need the accessibility uh, would be wonderful. Um, we get to work with a lot of amazing people here and we strive to be a part of the community. And I think sometimes when accessibility is not there, the community is missing out on, on seeing a lot of wonderful people. Mm-hmm. So I think we all, we all benefit uh, from that. And just giving people a voice to uh, say what would help them. Absolutely. Well, guys, I really appreciate you both taking a few minutes to chat with us today. Uh, and I'm uh, grateful for uh, your perspective, especially Kelly and uh, yours as well, Joe. Thank you very much, both of you, for being here. Absolutely. All right. That's uh, Joe Lang and Kelly Clark from the Fort St. John Association for Community Living. We'll be right back to wrap up the show right after this on Moose Talks. Advertising on Moose FM works. Ask us how. Call 250-787-7100. Big money, big money. The Neat Bingo Extravaganza is on Tuesday, June 15th at 7 p.m. On the Lime card, you could win up to 400 with any one line, 600 with two lines, 900 with a large square, and a blackout jackpot of $1,200. Bingo cards are $5 each and available at Fireweed Market, Gateway Esso, Taylor Inn Liquor Store, and at neat.ca. The Neat Bingo Extravaganza, Tuesday, June 15th at 7 p.m. BC Gaming Event License number 126599. Know your limit, play within it. 19 plus. Please note that bingo is only available on Facebook at Moose FM and at Energetic City. If you're looking for hassle-free internet services, call the Peace Region Internet Society today. With coverage throughout most of the Peace, PRIS can get you connected quickly without the hassle of contracts or bundles. Visit pris.ca or call 1-800-768-3311 for more information. Our community first. This is Moose Talks with Dub Craig on Moose FM. Thanks to our guests today, Angela DeSmit with Northern Health and Joe Lang and Kelly Clark from the Fort St. John Association community living for joining us as we talked about with angela northern health is offering a drive through vaccination clinic for first doses only uh it's happening today from noon until 8 p.m and tomorrow from 9 a.m until 5 p.m then again monday and tuesday from noon until 8 p.m each day clinic is over at the north peace arena parking lot you can be registered ahead of time. It would help move along the process, but you do not need to be registered to attend and you don't have to have an appointment. If you'd like more information about the clinic and how it works, you can check out the story now at energeticcity.ca. That does it for this episode of Moose Talks. The show is produced by Trey Lopashinsky and Adam Rayburn. I'm Dub Craig. Be well. Join us next Friday at 10 a.m. for another episode of Moose Talks, a weekly talk show about Fort St. John and the North Peace. The Fort St. John Co-op and Napit Industries presents Movie in a Parking Lot. Join us June 26th at 6 p.m. and 8.30 p.m. at the North Peace Arena parking lot to watch Spider-Man Homecoming. Catch Tom Holland as Spider-Man try to prove that he's worthy enough to join the Avengers while also trying to balance his personal life and protect the city from arms dealers. Listen, Peter. 
Forget the flying monster guy. There are people who handle this sort of thing. I'm sick of him treating me like a kid. But you are a kid. This is my chance to prove myself. Movie in a Parking Lot is brought to you by the Fort St. John Co-op, Napit Industries, Burger King, Backcountry, CNV Trailer Sales and Rentals, and Home Hardware. Energetic Country. Trucks got maybe 300,000. You only get so much until it's gone. Duracells and a mag light. A needle drop on a 45. Are the kind of things that only last so long. When the new wears off and they get to getting old. Time's gonna take its toll. They say nothing lasts forever, but they ain't saying us together. Or the way the moonlight dances in your eyes. Just a t shirt in the kitchen with no makeup and a million other things that I could look at my whole life. After years of shift work All fading out like I always knew they would The strings on this guitar The first love lost on a young heart Those things are gonna break after the getting's good Cause the new wears off and they get to getting old Yes, Time's gonna take its toll They say nothing lasts forever But they ain't seen us together Or the way the moonlight dances in your eyes Just a t-shirt in the kitchen With no makeup and a million other things 
Thanks for listening to this energeticcity.ca podcast. Energeticcity.ca is your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To help keep us independent and to support this podcast, go to energeticcity.ca slash join.